selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Take me to the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. One option is Joe Crow Reservoir in Oregon. Is that the one you're looking for? No. Which the Joe Beaver? The Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. Are we near Oregon? And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Welcome to the the Joe Beaver Show. I'm John Warren. Mike is here. He's down the hall. He'll be here in just a second. Uh, as we get to an, another day and another hour underway here on this program. Welcoming everybody listening in online. Everything should be working brilliantly. <laughs> We're in studio today. I did not realize until today when... Young TJ, our uh, our worker, uh, said that practices will be, be going an hour earlier, which out, actually works out perfect for us here on the program. He'll be able to come back with some audio, and we'll be able to hear from uh, offensive uh, players and coaches. And it's not Brian Lindgren. It's, um, it's one of the assistant coaches um, or one of the position coaches offensively, and I don't know what players are available. So that's all coming back at some point here in the program today. Now, here's the lineup for the show in just a few minutes. Uh, let's see, about 10, 15, 20, around 11.20. We're going to call Petros Papadakis, who, of course, is uh, a former USC Trojan running back. And um, he's also a Fox analyst. <laughs> he just gets ripped on Twitter. And he's so funny the way he comes back. I mean, there's always one person who will tweet, you know, you're the worst, you're the worst analyst in all of college football. I think it's tremendous. And he's had Hawaii for a couple of weeks in a row. In fact, he had the late-night Hawaii game uh, on Saturday that uh, San Jose State went over Hawaii. Uh, he was on this morning, so it's going to be a long day for him, but I don't feel bad for him because I was sitting there listening to him. Petros was on with uh, the morning guys on uh, right here on 1240 Joe Radio on Fox and talking a lot about USC. Nothing uh, that was, um, you know, no, no breaking stories or anything, but uh, just that, that right now, they're plugging along, and they really didn't get into hardly any nuts and bolts. It was just more about silly stuff. But anyway, we'll get to uh, Petros on, talk about the Beavers, his thoughts on that, and USC football. Of course, he played for USC back in the day, was on the field uh, playing in the game, the Possum game, 20-some-odd years ago. So that's coming up at 11.20. Um, at some point, we're going to get a one-on-one, -on -one, live one-on-one -on -one with Treshawn Harrison around 11.40, 11.45. That'll be a lot of fun to get him live from practice once practice gets over with. And then a fresh look 
Now, where was I? You and TJ were were doing something, Doc. You and TJ were working the show, and uh, it was the first installment of Fresh Look. Did you guys use the the uh, the open for it that, that TJ made? We have played that here, but yeah. we did not really end up doing it for whatever reason in the classic sense. And I think today we're going to need you to be a Dr. Mixter and uh, mix a little cat underneath as we bring him in and we may not have the exact line that i'm seeking about <laughs> how being young is his fault but still we'll uh, try to mix that in what does the line say you are young you, you are young that's your fault which i've always <laughs> thought in the history of lyrics i've just thought that doesn't quite right how can he help it you know he can't help being young it's not a fault and yet Apparently, that's how conversations went on with Yusuf and his dad as cat, kind of the a, cat grew up. Yeah, some kind of wordplay on 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 a poet, a poetic meaning. It could be uh, between he and his but, dad. Anyway, that's. But uh, I look forward to his fresh look. I yeah. I asked him earlier today. I said, "Look, you're, you know, it'll be your segment. What do you want to talk about? Give us a fresh look and a fresh perspective. And what's the opposite?" <laughs> A fresh stale, so he's going to freshen things up <laughs> when he joins us later on the Joe Beaver Show. And you, you couldn't find a more perfect person to do that. He's in that age range yeah. of 24 where, you know, they've settled in with technology. In fact, he's probably old enough that he grew up with it and never, never didn't have technology. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a normalcy for him. Normally looking at... Uh, I don't know. Are the kids all settled into what they do now? Is it all on Instagram? Because, you know, when things were going along, technology was changing. It was like, okay, Facebook is hot. No, now they're doing Snapchat. That's the hot thing. No, now they're doing Twitter. That's the hot thing. And then they all went over to Instagram, which I, I can look at pictures on my Instagram account, but I don't know how to use it for anything else. I mean, like, <laughs> well, you know, just talk to me on Instagram. Well, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mystery a, a fresh look would be good. Yeah, mysteries. A, a little uh, uh, behind the curtain here for you today. I'm in excruciating pain. I, well, I was going to ask you, you don't sound it, so you are masking it well, Doc. I give you credit. I heard you sharing that information with Doug on the Clue yeah. Morning Update this morning that you don't even know the, the origins, but you're still in pain. That hasn't gotten better. No. Have you taken anything for it? Oh, uh, uh <laughs> Uh, Paige? Paige gave me a Tums, but that, okay. But if it's pain, I'm not help. sure of that. That, that it's not an ended. Sounds like like Dougie suggested maybe a pulled muscle of some kind. If it's under the rib cage, or it's internal, but under the rib cage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's did it like, just start this morning? Did yeah. you wake up no, with I, it? I woke, woke up with it. Interesting. And then I uh, closed my eyes for 20 minutes, and during that period, I woke up with this. Nauseous feeling. So you do. As I managed a, to. I managed to do some breathing exercises where I forced the nausea to go away okay. without actually hurling. But I was in my car outside by the backwoods. Mm -hmm. It would have been the perfect place. Yeah, it's a good spot for it. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all of that, John. Well, I do know. hope. I and I appreciated the fact that you this morning with Doug at the end of a show where you had. You had masked it well, and got, I didn't know anything like that until you shared yeah. with Doug, and you essentially said, I just feel like laying down right here. Oh, more than anything you could ever know. So let's let's try to get on a fast track, <laughs> accelerate time a little bit, and get you home where you can get rested yeah. up at the end of this. Uh, we, we don't have our marching orders quite yet for the podcast this week, 
So I'm hoping that at the end of the day today, you can get home and oh, deal yeah. with this matter. Yeah, that's right. Oftentimes we do them on a Tuesday afternoon. We say we don't do this. I do just because I use it to see what people are thinking. Curtis says the spread is 12 mm-hmm. and the over-under is 63. It, well, it should be. The Beavers are one of the top teams in the country in total offense. 12 is about right. You know, this notion that that the uncertainty, the chaos with which uh, the program seemed to be cast with the two games into a season firing and all of that. No. USC looked like USC in the second half in particular yeah. in Pullman, yeah. and I'm sure they're going to roll that into high emotion taking the field in the Coliseum Saturday night. Petros Papadakis will join us to address all of those things here. In fact, let's break now, and we'll come back with Petros. Treshawn Harrison a little bit later in the hour. We have reached out. I've reached out to the proprietor, the proprietor at Kraken Cards, and I think we're going to have that individual, Thomas, I think is his name. I'm just, they sponsor us, which is great, but this will be more of a, it, what has led to the resurgence? What are you featuring? What do you have? I haven't been in there yet, John. I, a lot of people I know have. I've not had the, the, they open, I think, at noon. So that, it's not like on the way to work I could stop in or right, whatever right. else. And it just, and then I'm, I've got other things that I'm moving on to. I yeah. appreciate their sponsorship. At one time, baseball cards were life to me for a period of four or five years in the 60s and early 70s, haven't really collected or done much with them since and lost all of them, of course, like all boys do from that age. Because all boys' moms clean out they their closet cl- yeah, and they go to college. They're gone. But yeah. I had great cards and loved it. It was my life for you. I mean, Dad, can every time we went to the liquor store, and in L.A., liquor stores are convenience stores, mm. and so we'd go to the liquor store in Hacienda Heights, we made fairly frequent stops there, but it was a convenience store. Dad, can I? Yeah. And I just collected baseball cards that way forever at, at the same liquor store in Hacienda Heights. You, you did it for the very same reason my friend Jamie and his brother did it, again, back in the yeah. late 60s, early 70s, for the actual card of loving the sport. Yes. You're going to trade. You're Maybe. not going to worry yeah. about keeping it in no. mint condition. He he. Did, I didn't even but, hear about that until uh, way late. Trading doubles, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not for the investment that no. they became. Never thought of that. And we've seen multiple resurgence and then declines right. of the value of trading cards. And That's cards seem to, to be hot this. now. Yeah. Let's break and come back with our good friend Petros about the Beavers at USC Saturday night in the Coliseum next on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of Oregon State and area high school sports. Call me, Tim Ewis, at 541-758-8245 or stop by my office in the Timber Hill Shopping Complex in Corvallis for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Go Beeves. Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP Flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! 
If you're expecting family or guests this fall or during the holidays, maybe you don't have a place for them to sleep. A futon from Futon Man in Corvallis is the perfect solution. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes, and their futons have a highly resilient, long-lasting foam core, and they're made right in the store in Corvallis. There's lots of cover choices, too. And students, a futon works great when you need some extra space in your dorm. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99 and online at futon man Com. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Power Motorsport September sale is going on now. You'll save on select new Kawasaki vehicles in stock. And whether it's on-road, off-road, or on the water, Power Motorsports has the Kawasaki you want in stock at the price you deserve. Going back to school is fun on a new 2021 Kawasaki Z900 RS. MSRP is $11,299. Power price is $99.99. Explore your rebellious side of fun with the 2021 Kawasaki Z125 Pro Mini Naked Motorcycle. MSRP is $32.99. Power price is $39.99. Start your ride at Power Motorsports in Sublimity. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. Hi, I'm Josh Warden with another Beaver Blast from the past. You may be familiar with Jonathan Smith's background as an OSU athlete. The now head coach was a walk-on quarterback turned four-year starter for Oregon State in the late 90s, early 2000s. But who are the other teammates and athletes surrounding Jonathan Smith? And no, I'm not talking about his Oregon State teammates like TJ Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson and Ken Simonton and Marty Maurer. Rewind a couple years further to his high school days, where the athletic talent at Southern California's Glendora High School were bountiful. Smith overlapped with baseball player Aaron Rowand, an MLB All-Star and two-time World Series champion. And Jonathan also walked the Glendora High hallways with Casey Jacobson, who had become an All-American basketball player at Stanford. Even a few years prior to Jonathan, there was Tracy Murray, UCLA star and former trailblazer. He was also a Glendora tartan. Jonathan Smith has been surrounded by talent from day one, and his beginnings are today's Beaver Blast from the past. I'm Josh Warden. We continue on the Joe Beaver Show. Mike Parker with John Warren. Jonathan offered yesterday that he did grow up going to USC games, was a USC fan, and he kind of created the era for us. Two more minutes, Doc. I told him 11, yeah, Petros uh, said 11.22. So we're, we're counting down the time before we call him on the Downward Dog phone we line. We can do that. And visit with Petros, who will have the call on FS1 Saturday night from the Coliseum. I hope it will be an historic call in the sense that 61 years is a dang long time. Uh, it's way too long of a it, time. It's way too long. It's time. It's time to get a win down there. Not that they're due, because we no. talked about that. 
And they're a 12-point underdog, and the average margin of defeat in the 24 consecutive losses in that stadium is 23. Wow. And in the 80s, the average score in the games in the 80s was 49-5, to USC. That was a down time for Oregon State football. It really was. Against late, everybody. Late 70s <clears throat> into the early 80s, there was a stretch of 53 games yeah. for the Beavers in which they won four. You know, and with Dante Williams and all of that, Petrus, we can ask him this. Are they, they must be loaded with the kind of players that all you got to do is not screw it up, <laughs> right? Say, go play. It sure looks that way. Looking at them physically, as I watched their game against Washington State, I just, I mean, in the second half, they just became USC again. Bigger, like the faster, FC stronger. The Thundering Herd days or the Wild Bunch days or the Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll days. They looked at every position on the field in that, Blitzkrieg of Washington State scoring 45 straight, creating turnovers, sacking, strip sack, fumble, touchdown in the end zone, interceptions, dominance, Uh, not running the ball. That's the difference between, you know, what Graham Harrell's doing in the air raid attack. Uh, Slovis goes out, Jackson Dart comes in. And Jackson throws for 391 and four touchdowns in the most prolific debut by a USC quarterback in their storied history. So And gets an offensive player of the week. Yeah, and now has a bit of a knee ding, and he and Slovis, and Keaton's coming back from a neck injury after getting hit on the first series, and it's we're not exactly sure, and Dante's being a little coy as to whom will start against the Beavers. We presume it would be the hot hand in Dart. Uh-huh. But Dante didn't commit to that immediately after the game, even before the extent of Jackson's knee situation was revealed, which Dante said on his radio show last night with Pete Arbogast, that he would uh, be bringing Dart slowly along this week. And so, who knows? I It could be back to Slovis. And while Slovis has been a little bit uh, inconsistent uh, this year, early in the year, He's still a guy that uh, has considerable talent and could indeed, you know, be ready and fired up and even challenged by Dart's performance enough to to come back and play and play to the high level that he did a couple of years ago. All of these storylines, there are so many, I don't even know where to begin, but I'm grateful that we have an opportunity to connect with a good friend of the show for many years and a friend to to many shows through the years. John, did you hear them nationally today or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It sounded great. Did they bring did the SC situation? Uh, I assume yeah, it a little came bit. up. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. that was a national show, and we're grateful to have him locally. On the Joe Beaver Show, we speak of Petros Papadakis. Petros, good morning. Thanks for taking time. Look forward to seeing you. Now, we will see you this time, right? You'll be at the Coliseum Saturday night. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I will... Yeah. Uh, I'll still be across town in my oh, studio, my safe gosh. from all the people that hate me. Oh my God! <laughs> I will be over there for meetings on Friday, and on campus this week a little bit. But I, I do, I do not believe we are broadcasting from site this week. I'm sorry, Mike. Well, the game's in Los Angeles, isn't it? At the Coliseum. Mike, <laughs> I go where I am told, and I do what I am told to do. Okay. And. If the game was at the Rose Bowl, we'd be at the studio. If the game's in Amsterdam, we're at the studio. My crew is a studio crew in 2021 until further notice. Okay. So 
Okay. That's where we are. It's it's okay. I was glad I didn't have to go to Hawaii and back after being in <laughs> Illinois on Friday night. Right. Wow. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't have been able to pull that off, but no, I will not see you, but you'll hear me and feel me everywhere. Yeah. Yes, we will. <laughs> Petros, it's it's become for me anyway, I don't know how you view it. This is a pretty interesting game on a lot of levels, isn't it? Sure, absolutely. I don't think Oregon State has ever won at the Coliseum. Is that that's the truth, right? No, it's not quite the truth. It feels that they way. They were two and zero in the series at the Coliseum. They, they hadn't. They haven't won at the Coliseum since 1960, and in Los Angeles, all time. They're 42-3-3. They won the first two, and then, as John said, and then in 1960, but have lost the last Copy. lost the last 24. Okay, and the closest they've come in my lifetime was that 0-1 game. Yes. Right after I finished, and right. Carson Palmer went, mm-hmm. went to overtime, I right. think. Yeah, and he scored on a, on a quarterback keeper in overtime, Trojan 16 Beavers 13 and Pete Carroll's first year, and that got him to three and five. That's right. Yeah. So I I remember that. So it's always a little different when the Beavs come down to the Coliseum because we just haven't seen them compete a whole bunch down there mm-hmm. over the years. I, I'm sure if they went down every other year, kind of like we used to do, that they would they would have had a victory at this point, especially with the way USC's been in the last 10 years. Uh, But that being said, I'm looking forward to it. I think when you look around the conference, the Beavers have it together, especially offensively, a lot better than most, even though they seem to have kind of suffered the same fate in the opener as Stanford did and also Utah, where they went with a starter that, was not inspiring the offense at all and and have had to make a change. And that change has obviously been for the better as Chance Nolan looks great and accurate and every bit a leader in this offense. They don't have a game-breaking player, really, but the balance and the coaching, particularly on the offensive line, well, just all around, has been excellent this year. And other than the mistake to start Neuer, I think it's been a really promising year so far for the Beavs. And USC is inconsistent. They have been inconsistent for a long time now. So it shouldn't be a surprise. And I expect it to be a good football game, absolutely. Petros, the the game in Pullman, was that kind of a let's rally around the new coach the, and, and guys coming together, the Dante Williams effect, or was it they just were such better athletes than Washington State, uh, it just they were bigger, faster, stronger? That's happened. I mean, I've played on probably maybe comparably bad USC football teams, and you go up there to Martin Stadium and they lock the door behind you, and they play the cougar sound, and you get to be a little shell-shocked for about half a quarter, and then you realize that you have big bear claws, and they are small and not as athletic as you, (laughs) and you can overwhelm them. That that happened in a couple trips that I was on up at Pullman as a player, 
And we've seen some great battles on the other hand over the years up there. So I think it just went the way that Washington State's probably the second worst team in the conference. And water found its level eventually. Yeah. But they did jump them, and you have to give them credit for being resilient and rallying around the young quarterback who came in and he had a pick or he had like a three and out and then he had a pick and then he had a fumble and then he exploded uh, right at the end of the half and then for the whole second half. And he's now day-to-day with a knee. I think Keaton Slovis is back, but uh, you know who everybody in L.A. wants to start the game is this kid Jackson Dart who looked big, strong, and fast and athletic. Kid out of Utah gave a lot of people some serious Sam Darnold vibes running around and creating in this wide open air raid offense. But whether he's going to even play or not, I don't know. Whether he can be consistent, because it's very hard for a young player week in and week out in a league where you play people and the coaches know each other often, I don't know. Uh, I would I would expect him to take a dip. But, you know, like San Jose State in the first game, you just don't know how people are going to respond in the Coliseum. And sometimes teams go in there and they they just don't play well. Or it takes them a while to get going. And I saw it with Washington State last year. They just got jumped on and, and never got up off the mat. So I hope that doesn't happen. And I don't think it will. Petros Papadakis joining us. Petros with both quarterbacks. Slovis with the x-rays coming back negative uh, after the neck injury in the first series, and now Jackson day-to-day. I mean, do you honestly think that this week Dante and his staff play it out and see who's healthiest and and if Dart, let's say, responds, and he's the people's choice, as they say. (laughs) Is he Dante's choice if, all things being equal, Dart is as healthy as Slovis? I think that the same thing happened to Slovis, uh, in a way. Uh, JT Daniels was out for the year, but Slovis got his job in the first game when he went in and and played well. And went in and and Stanford and fried him, kind of like Tanner McKee as a young player at his coming out party against USC in the Coliseum a couple weeks ago and got Clay Hilton fired. So I, I... I think all signs of this staff, because maybe Dante hangs around for a couple years as a recruiter under the new coach, whoever that is. But I don't think Graham Harrell is going to be hanging around running the air raid in the future at USC. I don't know if Todd Orlando is. So everybody's coaching for the next place. And the spark, the best chance at least from what we saw on Saturday, and I think we saw it physically and emotionally, the spark is with Jackson Dart. And, you know, there's some that would argue that Keaton Slovis hasn't been the same guy since he got hit by A.J. Epinesa in the Holiday Bowl when USC played Iowa. And a lot of people thought Clay Helton would be fired right after that game, but he wasn't. (laughs) So uh, your guess is as good as mine, but all things equal, uh, I go with the guy with the the eye black that's going the wrong way. Petros, what did you <laughs> when we thought Clay Helton was going to be fired? When we thought Clay would get fired? When we thought Clay would get <laughs> now he's fine. It finally happens. 
I mean, what do you make of, of the timing of it? And are you surprised it took this long? What are your overall thoughts about that? Well, I became surprised, uh, as you guys know, being really close with the program and you're the program that you're close with actually likes you, which is <laughs> the opposite for me with, with USC. But when you're very, when you cover a team closely, uh, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. So I was completely caught off guard by the firing. And it's because I had seen the same thing, like you said, play out so many times over and over and over again and seen the L.A. media and the national media to a certain degree jump up to pr- pr- protect Clay Helton, mostly because that's what USC was peddling and these people wanted access. And I'm just being dead honest. That's what it was. But then after that Stanford game, which was no different than a lot of games that we've seen over the years because they've been wildly inconsistent, after that, the L.A. media started to kind of grow teeth and get their knives out and start attacking Clay Helton. Well, it's because somebody told him, hey, it's okay, we're going to fire him now. And that's, that's what happened. And then they went and turned around and fired him. But obviously, I'm not in the loop for access, even though I call their games on TV every year. <laughs> uh, so no one told me anything, not that I would want them to. So I was surprised, but uh, I think that what actually happened was, and I wish it wasn't such a complicated answer, but what actually happened was somebody up in the board of trustees, which is gigantic and became a real negative political body for the university beyond, way beyond the athletic department. Uh, somebody was able to cut through all the red tape. That guy's a big developer by the name of Rick Caruso. And it looks like he was able to cut through a lot of the red tape, get control of the board, and get the new university president's confidence and go ahead and make this move. Hmm. Meaning they are leveraging the Pac-12 TV contract that's coming soon and all of those things with this USC hire. And what they have to do, which is I imagine what they will do, is go hire a coach that you trust, that you will let hire a staff, and you will keep them together and develop talent and be USC. And it's not going to be cheap. And, I mean, in a microcosm, that's what Oregon State has done with, with Jonathan even though he's like the 11th highest paid coach in the conference, he still is a guy that they've hired, trusted, let him staff, let him keep his staff together, let him develop the program and go forward and be proud of what he does. That's what you have to do and get out of the way. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to have a successful football program. And I think USC's proven that over the last decade hiring coaches that they thought that they could control because, and I understand why they were gun shy. Pete Carroll took over USC, wouldn't let anybody tell him no, took control of the athletic department. If anybody told him that they were doing stuff that would get him in trouble, he threatened to quit and leave and they lost control of him. So because of that, they had a lack of institutional control. And back when the NCAA still had power, they got, heavily sanctioned because of Pete Carroll's lack of cooperation. 
not really because of what USC did, but just because they didn't cooperate in the aftermath. So USC was trying to avoid that, and they've been trying to avoid that for 10 years, hiring coaches that they thought that they could kind of control and, and keep under their thumb. Well, that's been the opposite of what you need to do. They've had three coaches, the last three head coaches without an interim title have been fired in the middle of the season, mm -hmm. two of them in September. And the other one was Sark. Yeah. So obviously there is a, a, just a systemic issue of ineptitude. Uh, otherwise, that just doesn't happen anywhere. And it needs to be corrected for all of our sake in the Pac-12, to be honest. Sorry for the long answer. Well, it's not an easy answer. It's a good answer. It's Thank a good you. answer, and there's so many different things on this. For example, I thought just a few years ago they brought in an administrator, in, in hearing you talk, too, that would end all of this, that mm -hmm. would give more control. I remember control. when I was there. I was there at, in Corvallis doing a game when Mike Bone was hired, the new AD yeah. from the University of Cincinnati. And they kind of got rid of the whole good old boy, Lynn Swan, Pat Hayden kind of thing. And those guys made critical error after critical error. And USC has been an embarrassment in the media and beyond in the football world for quite some time. Uh, they're not, they're recruiting, but they're not developing players. Uh, UCLA's developed and had more players, I think the exact same amount now, drafted in Chip Kelly's era at USC. And you compare the recruiting classes, and it's not even close. It's glaring lack of development. And so they hired Mike Bone, basically, I thought, and we all thought, to fire Clay Helton and hire Urban Meyer or Luke Fickle or somebody else that he knows from the Midwest. And it didn't happen. Somewhere between his hiring and the bureaucracy of the administration at USC, it got stopped up in the works and they continued to try to kind of sell this product. And all these guys that wrote puff pieces for years about Clay Helton and how the culture is changing. Uh, I mean, all of a sudden they just turned around and said, well, you know, there's something that had to be done. This was just, it's like, did you read what you wrote a month ago? <laughs> It's amazing to me. <laughs> so uh, the whole thing has kind of been an exercise in gaslighting or standing in front of a burning building and telling everybody everything is okay. And there were rumors that Mike Bone, when he got the job and they told him he couldn't fire the head coach, which is basically what he was hired to do, fix a football program, uh, that he was thinking about uh, quitting. And he should have. Yeah. Uh, you hired him to do a job and then you wouldn't let him do it. He should have quit. Uh, he didn't. Instead, he hung on until he got the political power behind him to do what he wants, presumably, which uh, I guess is admirable if you think about it, depending on what they do uh, going forward. The timing of this, I think, is purely political and above everybody's head in, in the USC administration, above the athletic department. Somebody finally got the okay to do it. And I don't think it was because of the on-field performance, mm -hmm. because the on-field performance has been the same. Right. Petros Papadakis joining us. Petro, so what is Bone going to do? What are they going to do? I mean, I see, I saw Jay Brady McCullough in the L.A. Times run out a list again yesterday. Plaschke in the L.A. Times, a longtime columnist, saying, you got to hire somebody who is somebody already. What do you think, what do you think they're going to do? 
Well, I don't know. I, you know, they haven't hired a search firm. And I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's like a murder mystery, which I love reading. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes all the signs point to the most obvious person. And we do all these gymnastics trying to think of, you know, some coordinator somewhere or, or some sexy hire. And it, the, the, the truth is right in front of your face. And that's Luke Fickle, where Bone came from in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati going to the Big 12 is a step up, but how big of a step does he want? He's got the guy that hired him. They can build an Ohio fort out here. I, I, you know, I, I think that's the most obvious thing. Personally, you know, I would call all the usual suspects and make them tell you no, like Chris Peterson or Bob Stoops, you know, people that are going to go find you the next Jonathan Smith as a coordinator, the next Tom Herman, Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley, you know, the people that are going to find you those kinds of assistants. Uh, I would make those guys tell you no. Uh, uh, then I'd go after the guy at Iowa State because the Big 12 is about to be downgraded without, I mean, he's beat Oklahoma and Texas almost every year he's been there. Can't beat Iowa. But I'd just lock Matt Cabell in a room and find out what he wants and but I think it's more important, whoever they hire, that they get out of the way and allow that person to staff and develop players. So, uh, but that's what I would do. But I think the most obvious thing is fickle, and it's kind of right in front of our face, and we're trying to look around it. <laughs> okay. Petro's final thing. We've got Treshawn Harrison joining us here shortly after practice today from that deep Beavers re- uh, receiving core. Yes. I'm wondering, Petros, just – on a physical standpoint, every time I look at USC, I still think when I look at them on the field, getting off the bus, off the plane, even as dangerous as that was in Lewiston the other day, they look good. They they always look good. Physically, there's a reason the Beavers have lost 24 in a row at the Coliseum, right? I, do they, do they yeah. match up a little better? Do the Beavers, what's your sense of their shot Saturday night? Well, USC is not the physically dominant team, just scheme-wise. I mean, the Beavers have a better chance play in and play out because they have tight ends and they practice against tight ends on defense. Now, I don't know if Jonathan's going to line up and try to run USC over, but I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a shot with any team that I played against that doesn't play a, a lot with a tight end because that means in practice you don't have the mentality of a team that knows how to hunker down and do that kind of stuff. So I would give that a shot <laughs> first and foremost. And Jonathan knows how to call plays and work off of that. You know, uh, I love the way they, they do things offensively and far be it for me to say, uh, USC is of, of course physically superior to everybody that they're going to play against in on their schedule, save Notre Dame, uh, this year, they're physically superior to everybody, but the difference is like, let's look like a Drake Jackson, that big mm-hmm. first round draft pick D lineman that they have running around number 99. It used to be, there's five of those guys across the defense. Yeah. And right now at USC, there's one, the other guys are, are, are pretty good. They're okay. They have some, some, some aggressive corners and some guys out there making plays, but 
there used to be five Drake Jacksons, and now there's one. And whether that's and that's not because of recruiting hype. Uh, I, I think it's a player development thing because there's plenty of these guys that are five stars running around, but they haven't really developed them at the rate that you would expect. Now on the other side, uh, Drake London, he's hard to tackle and he competes and he plays his ass off. And in an air raid, you know, you need those perimeter people and the running backs to be really physical when they're running the ball because you don't really get that from your offensive line. You're not pulling people. You're not using momentum to pummel people. So they've had that over the years with Pittman and who was really physical kid and Amon Ross St. Brown, who was really physical and Drake London is the most physical of any of them. And, uh, they have that angry back Malapai and they run the ball a little bit, but they don't really want to run it. So, I mean, they just don't, I mean, that Graham Harrell doesn't do, he doesn't want to do that. Uh, and who knows who's going to play quarterback. It's going to be really, really cool to see how it all plays out. But uh, if I were Timbasar, I'd do what everybody else does, especially if it's going to be the freshman. And especially if it's Slovis, who's less mobile and he's been beat up for the last three years. He hasn't finished the season. Uh, what I would do is drop eight. Drop eight and make him run around and try to figure it out and let him chip his way down the field and wait for them to make a mistake. Run the ball on the other side and try not to make mistakes in special teams and should be a good one then. Petros, it is uh, great to talk to you as always. I, again, I'm sorry that uh, mm-hmm. we're not going to see you. I just thought for sure, well, this is right in his backyard. He'll be there. Well, you know, they have posters up at the Coliseum <laughs> of all the USC okay. ex-players that are now broadcasters. <laughs> is that true? Uh, and even though I'm like the only ex-USC player that calls their games every year, there is no, and I was a former captain there, there is no poster of me. That's wrong. That's <laughs> just, just wrong. It is wrong. Oh, they hate me. Say hi to them, though. Okay. We I will. saw I saw that uh, uh, documentary on the 1970 game against mm. LSU, and your dad is a sharp-looking man. <laughs> Thank you. My dad was the athlete of the year his senior year at USC. Hmm. And do you know how USC describes him? Hmm. No. Two-time letterman. No. Yep. Boy. All, he was all packed. He was all conference. <laughs> he was on the cover of the media guide. All you <laughs> two-time Letterman. All you've been doing is is telling the truth. I mean, you care about the institution, hey, you know, right? You, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> wow. Sometimes when you uh, when you get a little loose with uh, your opinion, you, you, there's a price to pay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hey. get it. Boise State and the Beavs treat me good. I'm all right. You always have a place in Beaver Nation, Petros, and within us. So thanks, man. Thanks Thanks, for joining us as always. We appreciate it. Say hi to the players for me and uh, have a great trip, guys, and enjoy the the new Coliseum. I heard it's great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you a full report later. Thanks, Petros. I'll talk to you guys soon. Former USC captain Petros Papadakos, now persona non grata for just – Saying, hey, we got to be better than this. You got it. Yeah. And has been beating that drum for a lot of years. And so. And it's not just on, on you know, Fox. It's yeah. the, the daily uh, local show they have there. Let's take a break, Doc, in anticipation of Trayshawn Harrison joining us. As we go to break, though, did he, uh, did he go over the whole USC situation on the national show today? No, no, nothing like what it we did? just did. Okay. 
They didn't have that much time. Okay. He he basically the, the nuts and bolts that he said was what he said early on this conversation yeah. about how they're going to need to get someone that can not necessarily a splash hire, but that can stay and slowly build a foundation. Hire a staff, as he yes. mentioned with Jonathan, and that, the, and, and that um, Helton. Yeah. Like hired his father's best friend for one position and his brother for another, yeah. and they ended up having to get fired. And he's been having to go through all these assistant coaches because he keeps making the wrong hire, and that played a huge role in his in his uh, downfall. We break and come back. We hope next with Treshawn Harrison of the Beaver football team on twelve forty, Joe Radio. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids specializes in Prius sales, Prius service, and Prius batteries, but also services all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Get peace of mind before you hit the road with Dave's Guardian Full Vehicle Inspection Report so you know about possible failures before they occur. With over 120 years of experience under one roof, you'll get expert service every time. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Showers or baths, which do you prefer? Hi, this is Katie with Albans Plumbing. You deserve a bathroom that fits you, whether that be a walk-in shower or a luxurious soaker tub. Let Albans Plumbing handle your bathroom remodel from beginning to end. Then all you have to do is turn on the water and relax. At Albans Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. So the wife rolls into the living room. Honey, you need to get off of the couch and get busy on that list of projects I have for you. And I says to her, but I don't have all the equipment. Oh, she rattles off, that's no excuse. You can rent all the tools and equipment you need from Philo with Rental. And since they're open seven days a week, you can go out there today. All right already. Darn you, Philomath Rental. Philomath Rental, behind Landmark Realty, one and a half miles west of the Sunset Shopping Center. Tools and equipment for farm, home, and business. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glass Man. Do you need to repair or replace your windshield? Do you have questions? Stop by or give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump says the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. 
The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon. Serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. You know, Pat, it's almost, you hear that and say, how is that possible? But it is. And Treshawn Harrison, we hope, will be part of a group that can uh, turn things around, begin to buck the historical trend. And we believe we've got uh, Treshawn coming up here in a moment on the Joe Beaver Show following practice, and we'll take him to the top for just a few minutes. A young man out of Garfield High School who began life in the Florida State program and then came back to the Pacific Northwest and is making his mark with the Beavers, and it's a pleasure to have Treshawn Harrison in the program and on the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio as the Beavers get ready to head to Los Angeles this weekend. A pleasure to meet and welcome Treshawn Harrison to the show. Treshawn, good morning. Thanks for taking time. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good morning to you all, and thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. How did practice go today? What's the vibe, the energy, the excitement level to go play USC in Los Angeles? Man, we're pumped up. We're ready to go. Uh, the energy was there today, uh, very physical at practice. Um, yeah, I think things are coming along uh, how they should be. We don't have a whole lot of time here, Treshawn. We appreciate you making time after practice, but maybe let's get a quick version of your life and how you come back to the Pacific Northwest into Oregon State, coming out of Garfield, going a long way from home to Florida State and coming back here. Give us, if you could, kind of a, a quick version of that story. Um, pretty much uh, coming out of high school, I was highly recruited. Um, I thought I should get away from the West Coast, actually, and try something different. So I went to Florida State, played with those guys, um, enjoyed my time out there, and then I just felt like it was time to get back to the West Coast, get closer to family so they can come out to see my games and uh, support me. So I chose Oregon State, which has been home ever since. Treshawn, what happens to a player of your caliber and talent, as you said, so highly recruited? You throw your name into the portal, you enter the transfer portal. Yeah. What happens then? I mean, what what kind of shape does your life take in terms of the inquiries that begin to come your way, and how did you handle all of that? Um, it was very it was very hectic at a point of time, but um, I learned to to, um, to organize my my priorities and figure out what I wanted to do with my life, and uh, that's how I came along with the decision to come to Oregon State. Were there other Were you close with any other? say, Pacific Northwest team, or was it Oregon State pretty much from the beginning? Um, there was a couple in the pack soil I was looking at, um, but overall, I liked Oregon, Oregon State the, the most, so I chose to come, come to Oregon State. What was it, Treshawn, if you don't mind, I mean, you know, about Oregon State? It sold you on coming here. Um, it was like a very family uh, oriented. Um, they have, I like the atmosphere here. Um, yeah. And, and there was not really any other place that felt like home as much as Oregon state did, even though, um, I was getting recruited by Washington. It just didn't feel the same. Um, yeah. So Oregon state has been good to me. Were you a Husky growing up and go to Garfield high in Seattle? Were you, were you a Husky fan? 
Um, yeah, I, I was. I did like the Huskies growing up, actually. But I also liked Oregon. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say, you know, growing up as a fan. Yeah. Sure, sure. And, and it's interesting, too, how often we talk with athletes who ha- are fans of a program, but they end up somewhere else. And it's nice that you managed, that, that you took the opportunity to, to look at Oregon State. Do you have any, I mean, how's it been? How would you say your experience has been? Just campus life, going to school, and then, and then also the, the whole football program. Man, it's been awesome here in Corvallis. Uh, it's very, very small town, so you can focus on what you need to focus on, uh, as in school and football. Um, I think it's been treating me really well on the field and off the field, making new friends and uh Playing here at Oregon State, always a good thing. Um, so, yeah, Oregon State is just, it's, it's a really cool place, honestly, in my opinion. Last couple of things with Treshawn Harrison. Treshawn, it's such a deep receiving room, and it just looks like different each week, different guys step up, make big plays. You're part of a deep rotation. How does that feel? And do you feel like all of you have your, your big moments are coming for you? You've had some. But, I mean, do you feel like all of you have a chance in certain games, depending on scheme and matchups, coverage, et cetera, to break forth, have have a big game like Anthony did against Hawaii? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's just everybody being dialed into their assignment, knowing their roles, um, and just executing your, your assignment that week. Quick thought on USC, what you're planning for. Um, you played at Florida State, so as, as far as going to a, a, a local you know, school that's established with the big name shouldn't be a big deal. But what about just your preparation without giving away any details, but um, just are you, you feeling good about the opposition and what you see on film? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm just, I just, we're just ready to go play. Um, we're more, we're, we're focusing on the details and uh, starting fast. Um, there's a lot of things to go over this week, but uh, I think we have a really nice game plan for you guys, and we're going to come out and uh, do what we're supposed to. Treshawn, it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome to uh, Corvallis officially. You've been here a long time now, but it's a pleasure to have you in the program at Oregon State. Glad you made your way back to the Pacific Northwest and hope and glad to hear you're enjoying your time. Have a great trip to Los Angeles, and we'll see you down there at the Coliseum. Thank Thank, you. Will do. Thanks for joining us. Treshawn Harrison, our guest, as nice we kid. wrap up hour number one. First time, yeah. which is way too long, and these guys have been in the program a while. Access has been limited. We've been in a pandemic, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Haven't been able to get to practice. Haven't been able to interact with players nearly as much as we'd like, as in the days of old. We have a full hour to go. We'll get a fresh look and more. Thanks for joining us on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now. It still has various headwinds to contend with, but Subway is coming off its best August in terms of sales since 2013. In the wake of its Eat Fresh Refresh effort launched in mid-July with some 20 menu updates, Subway says August total sales at U.S. sandwich shops were up 4% from 2019 numbers. The restaurant chain has been touting a survey that indicated 83% of customers surveyed reacted positively to the menu update. A rebound attempt by stocks has pretty much fizzled out. The index is now narrowly mixed. The Dow Industrial is essentially little changed. The S&P 500 up a mere 6 points. The Nasdaq doing a little better. It's up 77 
The ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach will expand terminal gate hours for truckers and nighttime and weekend hours for longshore crews in an effort to get freight moved out more quickly as more than year-long cargo surge has left dozens of ships waiting outside the harbor, threatening to cause a retail shortage ahead of the holiday shopping season. That's your money now. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. Nana! <laughs> I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with a Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Whether you're on the offense, the defense, or the special teams, maybe even the third string punter, Woodstock's is pizza for all. With over 36 fresh toppings to choose from, six sauce options, three crust options, also gluten-free and non-dairy options, and delivery to most of Corvallis. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Even third string punters. Who is the beef's third string punter? Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, with another golf minute to help hit your driver higher and longer. To hit your drives with more carry, which will get you more distance, you gotta like that. You should be behind the ball and impact, which will help you hit your ball on the upswing. But keep in mind, it's not easy to get behind something you weren't behind at the start. Make sense? To get and stay behind the ball, take your normal driver's stance, then move your right foot a step away from the target so your feet remain square to your target line, but wider apart. If you're a left-handed player, then you'd move your left foot, of course. This foot adjustment places your head further behind the ball. Just set up in front of a mirror and shift your right foot and watch your head move a little further back of the ball where it needs to be. So remember, if you want to hit it higher and longer for more distance, and who doesn't, get your head behind the ball from the beginning. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment for my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. Are you looking for a rewarding new career? Join the United States Postal Service and apply for roles nationwide. Serve your community with pride and receive benefits including competitive pay and opportunities for advancement. Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal positions, we have options that may be perfect for you. 
the United States Postal Service is an equal opportunity employer. Apply now at usps.com careers. Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Intech, we are looking for you. Intech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the Careers tab. We're excited to meet you. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. It's time for the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio with Mike Parker and John Warren, a duo daily making tough decisions in the world of social media. On Facebook. You are unfriended. On Twitter. Do you follow me? Yes. Well, stop following me. I'll have you arrested. Standing up to belittlement. Get this bum out of here. But appreciating those that get it. They ain't got it too easy, these fellas trying to tell you what a game is like on the radio. And always trying to win over the skeptical. There's a little toy you'll never have any use for, uh, the radio. Ah, yes, the radio. But not just any radio. 1240 Joe Radio and the Joe Beaver Show. And now, here they are. They, they, the ominous they. Mike Parker and John Warren. We head into hour number two. We're looking forward to some post-practice audio that T.J. Matthewson has gathered. T.J., we believe, is heading out Highway 34 from Reeser Stadium on this gorgeous day. Practice starting a little bit earlier now, and that's actually, I think, going to work well for the framework of the show, even perhaps allowing me, of all things. Was that a class thing they did? Yeah, just to adjust to classes and so on. Maybe seeing the beginnings of some of the practices. Yeah. And actually getting to see the young men at work. Although I don't think they let you. Well, they'll let you. Well, (laughs) I... Thou thou sayest it. The great, Mike Parker. That's not... Has nothing to do with that. If Priest gets in, you get in. Well, see, that's the problem with. Remember the last. There was a staff here that wouldn't even let Priest in. I know. Steve Priest. I mean, come on. Look, (laughs) I understand keeping the (laughs) opponent's eyes out. So Jonathan does it great, honestly. No no arguments. He does it exactly Mm -hmm. the the right way. You know, Mike was very trusting, Riley, but Jonathan's doing it great. Mm -hmm. But he even he would let. You know, certain people in that are in-house, part sure, of the family. Sure. And uh, there was a previous staff that didn't. And I've always said on this show, for 20-some <laughs> years, I feel like Max Mercy. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be here longer than you. 
The, and the, the us against the world never works. They don't like us. They, they don't like us. You don't say that to Beaver fan because they wouldn't be around after 28 years of losing if they didn't like you. And you're insulting them if you say they don't like us. It's us against the world. If you say, hey, maybe the, the complete outside world, the national whatever, but you got to earn that respect anyway with wins. And the local people just absolutely, we love Beaver Nation, but hey, listen, we're going to shut things down, you know, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. No problem. Mm-hmm. No problem. We have open phones in the meantime as we await TJ and his fresh look, as we await the audio that he's going to be sending from, I think, News Kayabuna might have been featured as one of the players, and then offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach Brian Lindgren. Petros just gave us the game plan that uh, Tibisar and Lindgren should use against USC. It's Kafense Henson, not uh, Brian. Oh, it's Kafense today. Yeah. Okay. And I saw that from a Sean Scheffler uh, email I think Sunday night or, or Monday. Oh, okay. Kind of the this week's lineup. Here, okay, and he mentioned Kavenza. Same thing for tomorrow. It'll be a, someone other than Tim Tibisar. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, they probably should sit on what their schemes and plans are. Oh, <laughs> I, I laughed today, and I couldn't even remember. Matt Nagy, what exactly the question was? You do your Rome play on that bite over and over? It's all about, it's completely about scheme. It's all a matter of scheme or whatever. When when the reporter was talking to him about personnel and who's going to be your starting quarterback and if if uh, both players were healthy, would so-and-so, I can't even remember who the quarterbacks in question yeah. were. And, you know, well, I'm not going to talk about that. That's all about scheme. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's all about scheme, Brad. Who the starting quarterback, and I sure Rome mocked it. Rome mocked the answer by Matt Nagy and said it was disingenuous and all of that, and it was Nagy speak. But it, there's a degree of truth in what he says. If one guy does yeah. something different than the other guy, then yes. you know which way they're heading. Right. So a runner I, versus a passer. I think to be utterly dismissive as Rome was yeah, yeah. was funny. Funny though. But I'm not sure completely fair to the point Nagy was trying to make. Yeah. I disagree with Nagy that it's not all about scheme if you're talking personnel. But it has a lot to do with it. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were getting ready to face uh, Tristan Jebby or a chance Nolan, yeah, you've got a different set of things to think about because Nolan can can get out and make plays with his legs, and that's not something Jebby is going to do. So if you're USC and that were the case, you'd want to know. And if you were Lindgren and Smith, you wouldn't want them to know, per se. Yeah. Speaking of Jebby or uh, chance Nolan, we had someone, or was it yesterday, where I wanted to ask them about just a comment on Chance. One thing about Chance, he does, <clears throat> you know how quick he is in the backfield? Uh, lateral movement, mm-hmm. side to side. Mm-hmm. Now, he's doing this now, but one thing I love about him is he's quick and he can run so well, but he's not quick to run. You the, know what I mean? He's made a big step in that direction. Huge. Yes. Open phones on the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. Anything you heard from Sean Harrison? Anything from Petros Papadakis? Anything you'd like to share with us? 497-5356 on the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. 541-497-5356, some open phone opportunities. You mentioned the previous staff. On that previous staff was a good coach who's undefeated in the Pac-12 South, Kalani Sataki. Yeah. The Pac-12's getting beat up again. It didn't yeah. take long. Right. The, the couple of wins that seem to elevate the prestige and reputation of the conference, a lot of that goodwill was given back when UCLA lost to Fresno State. So yeah. now there's essentially just 
the one win, uh, and it's not. But that hasn't offset the barrage of criticism that's come again to the conference in a bad way, in a bad state of affairs, according to all the national people. And I suppose there's some truth in that. But Kalani is off to a good start. He is, and he's beaten two Pac-12 teams. Jay Brady McCullough, I referenced him in the conversation with Petros of the L.A. Times, has drawn up, and this appeared in the paper today, this morning, the digital version of the L.A. Times, the list of candidates to replace Clay Helton as the full-time head coach. Dante Mm -hmm. Williams installed as the interim. But here was his list in this order, just for whatever it's worth, and he kind of had a category of warmest down to coolest. Mm -hmm. So in this order is how he views the warm, getting warm, getting cooler, cooler, cooler. (laughs) But he he says no one's hot. It's too early for anyone to be hot. That's how he framed his story. But he said the warmest candidate, getting warm, is James Franklin, Penn State, followed by Luke Fickle, whom Petros was leaning on a little bit. Yeah, former uh, boss. Right, Mike Bone hired him. Yeah at Cincinnati, and he's doing a tremendous job there. But James Franklin, Luke Fickle, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, who has sit, gone on record as saying one of the only college jobs he would ever consider. USC's in a very small category there. It's interesting that he frames it that way as if he were sort of, well, I'll, I'll look at a couple of But the question is, will they come back and look at him? Bieniemy's right. been passed over some NFL jobs where he has seemed to be a pretty strong candidate, and has had a lot of support for NFL head coaching jobs that he's not gotten. Hmm. Now, how would USC treat him in that respect if he indeed were interested and advanced his candidacy? He can do so a little bit more freely than can the previous two, and Franklin and Fickle, who are coaching teams right now. But Biennemi was hired by Bone, at Colorado, in the sense that Bone was the AD and approved the hiring in 2010, trying to think who was the head coach in 10 at Colorado, but Bienemy became the offensive coordinator for Colorado in 10. Was that just ahead of John Embry? That wouldn't have been. Who followed Hawkins? I'm trying to remember who the head coach of Colorado was in 2010. Hawkins uh, from San Jose State for a couple of years, and then the next play? Again, well, next Dan, play? Hawkins, John, did John Hawkins Embry follow Hawkins Embry. immediately? I, I Again, the Colorado history, they weren't in our yeah. league then. I just yeah. I don't know them. We They've had two f- coaching regimes come and go, and we never played them. Right. John Embry and Mel Tucker. So Colorado just has never really felt to me like part of our footprint, part of our landscape. We're going there this year. I get it, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. So I could think about just about every other program in the league and think of who their head coach was in 2010. I could probably tell you, but I can't think of who Colorado's coach was in 2010 at the moment, but he was hired to be the O coordinator. Eric Bieniemy was in 10 at Colorado, Matt Campbell, Iowa state next Bill O'Brien, Alabama O coordinator, PJ Fleck, Rowing the boat at Minnesota and coming off an open audition, 30 to nothing win at Colorado. Kalani Sataki comes mm, next in mm. this list. First list I've seen him on. I, I think, yeah, me too. Quite, come to think about it. Yeah. Jack Del Rio, Trojan legend and D coordinator for the Washington football team. Then comes Urban Meyer, 
Then comes Greg Schiano at Rutgers. Then here's one. Wait, I mean, again, we're getting cooler as we go, according yeah. to Jay Brady McCullough of the L.A. Times, who covers the Trojans. Jeff Halfley, the head coach at Boston College. Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Now, it strikes me that Clemson would be, uh, that Elliott would be a cooler candidate and getting cooler on the basis of Clemson's offensive struggles so far this year. He's, if, right. if, if he's openly auditioning for the head coaching job, as it feels like P.J. Fleck and others are, <laughs> Elliott's not helping himself this year, you know, in terms of how Clemson's performing offensively. Next, Mark Stoops at Kentucky. Next, Bob Stoops. Next, Chris Peterson. And finally, Dante Williams himself, which McCullough suggests that he's probably got to run the table and have the goodwill of the team and the fan base and everybody else to have a legitimate shot at remaining the head coach. I think it should be, and we don't care. We don't want them. We don't want to help them. I think it should be like Petro said, maybe not a splash name, but someone who's proven it and proven the ability to build and maintain. Uh, P.J. Fleck might fit the bill. Yeah, he might. But mm -hmm. Mark Stoops. He's been done, done a pretty good job at Kentucky over yeah. the course of time. Yeah. And then also maybe look at a guy like a Stoops where they've gone to bowl games, they've had good seasons, and, and built or maintained a, a program that's not huge in the, in the sport of football, but done fairly well. And then because you, know they, you know that they can coach, you know that they can do X's and O's, game coach, prep coach, but also be – a successful CEO, and there aren't any problems. If this person hasn't hired and fired and has been very consistent, and they do that for a while, then given the infrastructure and the horses, they could probably take off rather than get a splash that only has a big name because they might have had one or two hot years, or do you really want an Urban Meyer who might leave after two years or something like that? The other part of it, too, is that during a season – no one's going to be available. They're just not going to do it. They'll do back-channel communication, but it's nothing. no change will happen until the end of the year. So I don't know. I, uh, I, I think, to me, they're going to go with someone who may not be the splash name but has proven a proven track record of either building and, and, and growing or taking and maintaining and growing a program. Stoops might come into that. In that respect, though, there are certainly names much higher on the list that he mentioned first yeah. that have had right. a better track record and resume in, in what you're just talking PJ about. P.J. Fleck would, would probably be the highest that I would Luke think Fick, uh, Luke Fickle, James Franklin, P.J. Fleck. Yeah. Those three, to me, fit well what you just described. Yeah. Franklin, I don't know much about him outside of the fact that he's um, you know coaching one of the biggest, most important football programs mm -hmm. in the country. Um, Fickle is taking, you know, a, a mid-major type of team and making something out of it. P.J. Fleck is in the Big Ten, trying to, you know, maintain a presence there on the upper upper levels of winning in the Big Ten and, and actually has done fairly well with Minnesota. Matt Campbell, uh, Campbell, Fickle, I should throw Campbell in there, too. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a, done an excellent he's job. He's kind of a splash name right now. Because of what he's been able to do with Iowa State, and it's funny he said Petros, but can't beat Iowa, mm -hmm. uh, but everybody else. It, Plaschke, 
I thought Petros framed it well. Let's get Dave in on the Downward Dog phone line, 497-5356, if you want to talk Beaver football specifically and their shot this weekend. How do you feel about it? You know the historical record. We you know, talk about it perhaps uh, ad nauseum from your perspective about not no, two wins ever in that building, in that stadium. That's it, two, 1935 and 1960. Do we add 2021 in? for a third win in the Coliseum since it opened in 1923. Yes, no, what's it predicated on? 497-5356. Bill Plaschke says you got to hire somebody who is somebody already. Deion Sanders has been mentioned by Reggie Bush himself as a guy, and Deion said, now, thank you, Reggie, but I'm, I'm locked in here where I am at Jackson State. If you have any thoughts on any of these matters, 497-5356. Let's go to Dave on the Downward Dog phone line. Good afternoon, Dave. Hey, guys. Man, uh, just a couple quick quick thoughts on the USC coaching job, and then I'll get to the, the Beavers this, this coming up week. But, I mean, I I can't see a Mark Stoops on that sideline. You remember, you remember uh, how animated he was? I think you're thinking of his brother. You're thinking just a just a character, huh? Well, you're thinking of Mike, his brother. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't Mike. know. Okay. I don't Another know one. Mark's act <laughs> as well, but no, Mike Stoops is not not who. That's not okay. whom they're referring to. All right. Um, other than that, I mean, I'll I'd ca- caution any coach, man. Uh, you that you could go there for your career to die. You do bad at USC, and man, I don't I don't know that you. You should jump into another big job. So, well, you know, that's not. I, I think, hey, Dave, I got to jump in on that too. That's not. I and mean, Clay Helton's the guy that may not land on his feet again. But Lane Kiffin and uh, Steve Sarkeesian have. Yeah, I mean, there's, well, Sarkeesian he went to Washington, and where did he? Yeah, but he's know, the he's, he's not doing. He's the head coach at Texas now. <laughs> he was the offensive yeah. coordinator at Alabama. Yeah. So it's not a, it is not a job that if you take and don't uh, prosper per se and end up getting fired on a tarmac or fired midseason for whatever circumstances, that you can't come back from that. Uh, Sark and Kiffin are examples that, yes, y- you can. Well, then, you know, I, I could be wrong. I, I, but I, I think the – we're we're definitely better off if they keep uh, having to let coaches go. This season. <laughs> yes, so, uh, that's a lot about the program. Yeah. Just talking about the game coming up is. I mean, I'll, I'll ask you: do you do you have in your mind what a recipe would be to beat them this year? Seeing what you've seen out of both programs, in my mind, I kind of think it's got to be something like the the Jaquiz Rogers and and that particular game that mm-hmm. you know would come out pretty with a really strong running game, but also some really good receiver play and really good quarterback play. It's got to be kind of three-dimensional. And, you know, I think that's where Washington State may have failed a little too much is, you know, they're all they're all air game and not mm-hmm. much ground and pound. So. Well, you heard Petros, Dave, if you were with us, talk about formula. I and if there is one, I think Petros, I, I'm not going to take a different line than Petros did in terms of what the Beavers will try to do offensively. He talked about using the tight ends, being more, you know, being as physical as possible, pounding it, being physical in the run game. B.J. Baylor has shown signs of great growth. Deshaun Fenwick, uh, I'm glad to see he got kind of uh, 
loose a little bit, uh, albeit against Idaho. They're up a much, <laughs> much different type of team Saturday night. But running the football will be key to all of this. And then on the other side, USC has not shown much ability to run in the Graham Harrell Air Raid era. And as Petro said, you drop eight, you try to make a young quarterback, perhaps in Jackson Dart, you know, give him a lot of different looks, maybe run some different blitzes at him occasionally, but play coverage more and give him a lot of things to deal with back there. He did throw two interceptions against Washington State. And don't let any kind of uh, semblance of a run game get going. Uh, you know, I, I could tell by the way Petro's talked, he thinks that there's a legitimate chance this year, if the Beavs do those things and do them well, to, to come out of there with a victory, and I believe him. Well, I do too, and I like that we're playing them now versus the end of the season when they maybe have a chance yep. to kind of come together as a team a little bit more. I think that uh, we're probably, with, with our tight ends, we're probably built a little bit more like Stanford's offense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where we really focus on that. And they laid a wallop on USC, so yeah. you know maybe that's the recipe. And maybe maybe from that standpoint, just looking you know, scheme-wise, we've we got a better shot. So I'm excited for the game, definitely excited for this one. Thanks a lot, Dave. Good to hear from you, sir. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Merle next on the Downward Dog phone line. Hello, Merle. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hi, Mike. Um, I'm looking. For, I, I really enjoyed the Idaho game as a fan. Uh, not that many people in the stands. We could retreat to covered <laughs> seating. It was it was a lot of fun. Good. However, I have I have one comment on the game day experience. This year, they have decided to go with uh, an all digital football program, and I don't know if you're aware of that or. However, that decision was made, but I'm still reeling from that. I, my tradition since 1977 has been to buy a program, be able to read a little bit up on the opposing team, understand the physicality of the other team mm-hmm. through you know all of the stats and the physical dimensions of players, and I just can't get that now. I, I'm we're supposed to go to the app. And view use the app in the seats, and it's just I understand that there's people that use apps all the time, walking down the street and stuff, but that's not a game date experience to me. And I'm wondering, do you guys have some kind of program, or you just have your own paper? Because I couldn't imagine doing a game all digital from your guys' perspective. You got to have some paper there to kind of watch the game and be able to reference that. And I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Is this a trend now, and did I miss it, or what? Does everyone go into these digital programs? And I'll just take my answer okay. on the Thank you, Thanks. Merle. Thanks. Thanks for the call. We'll take a break on that note. John, I he is bringing up something that I wasn't aware of, and it sounds as though I have my answer, as Michael Caine eloquently says in Hannah and Her Sisters. I have my answer. Well, the question is, are is there not a, are they not selling physical programs? Is there not a paper program this year? Is this the first year without buying a pro get your programs hip programs hip get your pro that ain't happening. Is there no paper program? I don't know. I did not know until he said what he just said. So I think I have my answer. There isn't. Would this be the first year ever that that's the case? And I'm old school enough. You see what I what do I have in front of me here? I have a bunch of paper. I've got charts. Oh, yeah. I've got 
a full media guide from 2019. I have partial media guides from last year and this year printed out, but I have to, it's like a special request print job. Yeah, that's that's there a isn't, thing. There are not paper media guides. Not anymore. You and there aren't, so apparently there are no paper <clears throat> programs. That's a... Now, that's, that's a, something you sell, though. It is, and that's a query we'll have to make to Beaver Sports Properties or somebody about. Now, is there not a paper program? If so, then that's a revenue stream. How do they did they divert revenue all digitally? Because they sell, sell ads and programs through the years. That's right. been a big revenue stream. Right. So I don't know the answer to that. Merle, thanks for asking the question. We'll break and come back. Anybody want to jump in with that? If you share Merle's Angst a little bit over the lack of something in your hand. Can't tell the players without a program, but you got an app for it. Can't tell the players without an app in the in 2021. So I'm wondering how that's working for you. 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio. Owning an LS tractor is about a lot of things. For me, it's about lift capacity. It's about the hydraulics. Owning an LS, it's about how well it's made. Steel, baby. More features. Standard features. It's about the land. Having something to pass down. It's about having pride in my work. It's about owning the best. LS Tractor. What's it about for you? Power Motorsports. Online at PowerMotorsports.com. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, board games, collectibles, card sleeves, playmats, and more. Have you been to Kraken Cards yet? If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. Kraken Cards knowledgeable staff can help you find what you're looking for and at fair market value. And for you Oregon State fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box to browse. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd, downtown Corvallis. Kraken Cards, your connection to everything fun. Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at middletonheating.net. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that a meaningful gift can brighten someone's day and have them feel appreciated, especially during these unprecedented times. Stargazer Premier provides contactless deliveries with a focus on keeping families and friends connected and safe. Choose from Stargazer Premier Florist's wide selection of fresh floral arrangements, bountiful bouquets, gift baskets, and houseplants. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest Circle Boulevard in Corvallis. Shrimp has joined the Flavor Fam at Qdoba Mexican Eats with new citrus lime shrimp. Create your own crave-worthy burrito or bowl with our sustainably sourced shrimp that's sautéed in-house and topped with whatever your flavor-loving heart desires. Or try new chef-crafted surf and turf bowl made with citrus lime shrimp, grilled steak, chili crema, and guacamole. Get it while you can, only at Qdoba. Qdoba Mexican Eats, customizable burritos, crave-worthy tacos, and three-cheese queso. Qdoba is on Monroe in Corvallis. Have thoughts about Beaver football? Then call into the Beaver Post Game Call In Show with TJ Matthewson on the Downward Dog phone line 541 497 5356. 
He's the head coach. He can make the decision he wants. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm giving you a fan perspective. We want to hear from you, the fan. One hour after every Beaver football game on 1240 Joe Radio. That's right. That is right. The call-in show. In fact, Dave, it wasn't Dave's full idea, but Dave kind of said, hey, what about doing a show, Dave from Tumwater? We had talked about it for years. It's just that until Josh came along, we didn't have enough bodies to do it many, many years ago because I wasn't going to work an 18-hour Saturday. I had to go out and cover the game and watch the game and all that. But we've got, uh, we had Josh do it for two years. And now TJ has taken over, and it works, uh, it works great. What do you know, Michael? Well, I put in a call during the break just to clarify or confirm what Merle said, and mm-hmm. the answer is no, there are not. There, there is nobody walking up and down the stands at Reeser or in the concourses with the pitch. Programs, get your programs here, which is one of the sounds of yeah. ball stadium games. ball games. Programs here. You know, <laughs> you know, with a little scorecard inside. Yeah, no, I, I had a friend who... When I was doing Portland Beavers games in the late 80s, he would come and it was one of those things. Joe Buzis, very tight, didn't didn't always have enough people. <laughs> Sometimes a crowd would come in that would surprise Joe. Well, I got more people here than we thought, and well, you can't get the program sold. My friend Bill would say, I'll do it, and they'd give him, okay, give him a stack of programs, and he'd wander through the stands with just these ridiculous pitches. Get your programs here. You're going to read about Bernardo Brito in this program, <laughs> the next power hitter in the he big leagues. And he would just go and did it for fun and would sell programs because of his audacious pitches. Wow. That ain't happening at Reeser, I guess. That's this year. funny. I didn't know that story. And he'd story. say, I'll buy half of this program. The programs are two bucks. I'll put in a buck and sell it to you for one. And they go, oh, okay. And then he'd hand the guy the program. <laughs> I own, he'd look around, I own half of that program right there. I mean, that's, <laughs> and he would just walk through the stands doing that, having a good time. Again, I miss that. I like that. I would enjoy that. That's funny. But because of COVID, yeah. Merle, just to answer your question, they're trying to limit the digital app and all of these things was not intended to forever. Who knows what, oh, the what's going to happen? The handing, yeah. the hand-to-hand contact. The digital app minimizes that, and that's part of why that was developed as a safety measure, not cost-cutting, not... Yeah, because there was no fans last year. Right. So this year, you're thinking, well, what, what can we do? And so the digital, right now, everything's available at osubeavers.com or the app. I tend to, just old school as we are, and I think the, the kid's coming. We're hoping he's on his way, the kid. With the fresh look. Well, unless he's gotten into Matthews a wreck, he's I mean, in trouble. He's been a, it's been a long, I mean, the trip, I've made the trip in a hurry before from Corvallis out here on <laughs> Highway 34. He should be here by now. Don't That's all ticket. I'm saying to you. Is that him right there pulling in? Is that his car? I think it is. Okay. I don't know. Well, he's on his way and give us the fresh look. He can, you know, bounce around apps and all of that, I'm sure, easily, quickly, and doesn't need paper. <laughs> We old school folks still kind of like to flip through a media guide oh, or yeah, a program. I, I do. So the because we still have paper in the press box. We still have charts. We still have charts. The, speed the flip card. cards, right? We have. Um, we don't have the media guide though. That, no, but but anybody, even you, the listener, yeah. can download it from the website yes. and get it printed. In fact, Merle, if you're if you want something in hand, you could print. It may cost you a little bit, 
but you're not buying the program, all the materials available, so right. maybe it's it's a wash at the end of the day. But you could print that day's program, I believe, for that maybe particular game that against night, Washington. The night before, whatever. Or you could print sections from the media guide that have a roster and tell you, I mean, you, and then you can have that in your hand at the game. We ad, we adapt and adjust, I suppose. And to, like you say, a little extra work, but no cost. Right. Instead of a $7 program, now you can get that information. It's possible. Yeah. Put it together. Now you can ask your kids, your grandkids. That's what I would do. Hey, yeah. can you do this for me? Sure. So uh, we we have one more bit of business to take care of, and then we'll come back with a fresh look. TJ has arrived from campus, a very busy campus, by the way, yesterday. I was glad, Doc, when I said to you when we arrived at the Jack and Ginny Wilborn Media Room yesterday, and, and by the way, we, you and I, again, stayed late after the show, and we believe we have connectivity issues fixed for the Jack and Jenny Wilborn media room going forward. We believe yeah. we have. And it took you and I staying well after yesterday when we kind of had some issues forward, down the stretch. Unless this gets vetoed, no more shows unless we have direct connection. Yeah, we'll strike the board and cry no more. We're gonna. <laughs> well, you know I did that. Yeah, I, I do. There's a short in, the, in something. It's amazing to when me. When someone that, leans over here, it, it goes to no, one ear. When you strike the board, it brings the, the sound and the signal back. We just need to do a, a little bit more of that, like Andy Griffith spitting in the back of the radio. TJ will join us shortly. We stayed after yesterday in the Jack and Jenny Wilborn media room to get connectivity issues dealt with. But also while we were doing that, Sean Scheffler himself said he had never seen the parking lot in his whole life at Oregon State as crowded as it was yesterday, as you and I were trying oh, to yeah. arrive with the move-in going on and the different way of doing it, again, a, a reality of the pandemic we're in and how they're, the great move-ins that have been going on. So I don't know what TJ found today. He can share that with us in a moment on a fresh look, and we'll get some post-practice audio as we play down the stretch. Dan Roberts tomorrow. Dean I know and Dave I know, but who are you? Well, he's Dan Roberts, and he'll join us tomorrow, and I look forward to uh, the youngest Roberts brothers story in his association with Garth Brooks, his songwriting uh, abilities and what he's done with his career going a different route than uh, Dave and his uh, brother Dean, Dan Roberts, tomorrow. We'll have some other guests, too, as we continue during the week. Maybe Nigel Burton tomorrow, who said he's trying to, he said, I'd love to come on. I'm trying to make some time. He's got a lot on his plate, so we're going to keep working to get Nigel on, who did the Beaver-Idaho game with Rich Burke. And I'd love to get his thoughts on the matchup against USC this weekend. We will break and come back with a fresh look from one T.J. Mathewson, who knows of apps and how to work with them. And that's important in the modern age. More coming up on 1240 Joe Radio. Luxury vinyl plank flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! 
Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Whether you're on the offense, the defense, or the special teams, maybe even the third string punter, Woodstock's is pizza for all. With over 36 fresh toppings to choose from, six sauce options, three crust options, also gluten-free and non-dairy options, and delivery to most of Corvallis. Woodstock's Pizza on Kings Boulevard in Corvallis truly is pizza for all. Even third string punters. Who is the beef's third string punter? Master the mealtime rush with a refrigerator that helps you cut down on clutter. The Whirlpool four-door refrigerator keeps groceries in sight and easy to find. From easy-reach shelves to a flexible ice bin, see how the four sleek compartments help keep ingredients organized so that you can get dinner on the table. Visit Kellenberger Appliance to learn more. Kellenberger Appliance, 21 Main Street, Lebanon, serving all our appliance needs since 1918. Visit Kellenberger Appliance today. Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Intech we are looking for you. Intech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the Careers tab. We're Excited to meet you. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. Have you seen Highland Bowl's expanded Strike Zone Lounge? Stop by for a burger, pizza, a hot or a cold sandwich, or a salad. There's appetizers and snacks, too. And the prices are so low on beer and spirits, it's like happy hour all day. Enjoy your favorite Oregon lottery games, too. Highland Bowl. It isn't just for bowlers anymore. Stop by and check out the expanded Strike Zone Lounge at Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down. John and Mike have been around the block a few times in their 19 years on The Joe Beaver Show. But sometimes, whether it be with their opinions or asking either of them what the newest trends in pop culture are, they could use some youthful assistance. Lucky for them, help is here. TJ Matthewson with a fresh look. That is our uh, somewhat convoluted way of getting into a fresh look with our own T.J. Matthewson with Cat Stevens' magnum opus. You're still young. That's not your fault. T.J., a fresh look. What's on your mind? Well, I was listening on the way in, guys, and I'm hearing a lot of complaints from Beaver Faithful and from the, and from, you know, you both. There you go. Is that good? Okay, perfect. Hearing a lot from you guys and from Beaver Faithful about digital tickets and digital... I'm not complaining, but you're hearing um, complaints. Digital what? Content. Content, yes. Uh, It's very convenient, I think. I'm on my phone a lot. Well, we knew that. Yeah, I know. On my phone a lot, read a lot of things. It's just, it's, it's all there, right there. When was the last time you read a book? 
Uh, I have a book, a couple books sitting in my closet. <laughs> I want to stay with you. Okay, it's right there. Tell us, I mean, if you're talking about a media guide or a program, aren't mm-hmm. you scrolling endlessly or you just go through and find the chapter and the page and you can go to that page quickly? You're, that's as easy for you as us oldsters flipping through. So... A book, uh, a, a printed media guide. I guess it depends. I mean, for a media guide, I like looking at a, on my, you know, having it either in person where you can highlight it, which is nice, or on my computer with a nice big screen that you can see all of it. Trying to read something like that on your phone is just near impossible, and it's it's a big file and you make everything slow down a lot. So I, it, that one is like a toss up. Digital tickets, I think, are very very convenient for when you fly. For when you go into a sporting event, I mean, you get there at the gate, you just open your phone, and your phone is reminding you, hey, look, there's a ticket right here. Mm-hmm. You just need to press it, and the barcode is right there. You don't have to jumble in your pockets. You don't worry about losing it because, of course, it's on your phone the whole time. Do you think then, TJ, that if, if people of, a, of an older generation such as we live in, a matter of getting used to? Because I certainly see plenty of people older than me using their phones for everything. So do you think we'll get there in this these are just early stage difficulties trying to make adjustment to the app world with tickets and other content. Yeah, I, I think you will. I mean, is this is the first year Oregon State has done all digital tickets, correct? Yes. So yeah. I, I, I've been going well, at least for the handful of Mariner games I've been to this year. They've been doing digital tickets for or mostly digital tickets. That's what they recommend for, you know, multiple years now. And it's. Once you get used to just, hey, you buy your ticket, automatically saves to your phone or saves to, you know, whatever device uh, you'd like it to, to your email and such. People do email tickets as well. It's, you know, it's just it's just convenient. You get used to it. Right. And you don't have to worry about carrying it around. It it is definitely something you can get used to. And I think it speeds up the process. And once you get used to it, Mm -hmm. you're going to say, oh, this is nice. This is is nice. And it saves a lot of paper, which is the biggest thing. Okay. We don't worry about that here in the uh, number one lumber-producing state in the world. A fresh look with T.J. Mathewson. You mentioned a couple of Mariner games you've gone to. Have you gone to some Mariner games in the 20 this season? Yes, I have. Uh, I'm going to say six. Six, maybe a little, maybe a few more. How much is baseball followed and enjoyed by your age group in the in the Seattle area where you're from, Ballard High School? I mean, is baseball a pretty popular thing there? You know, it. It really depends, right? I played baseball in high school. That group of kids who played baseball were very, they they loved playing baseball. They're, I know a ton of Mariner fans. However, in like the Seattle area specifically, it really helps when you have a team with continued interest throughout years, years and years of, of, of interest and intrigue, which they have not. So it's honestly, baseball is a little bit more of a rarity. As I've mentioned a lot of times, I have a very short attention span. Baseball is not a sport for people with short attention spans. It's a three-hour story <laughs> yes. unfolding in front of you. But yet you love it. I, oh, I love it, yes. Pro- that's the one thing I've been probably conditioned to like that doesn't happen in about 30 seconds. Now that right there, Michael, speaks to you are young not your fault. That's one of the things about the younger generation that we talk about. Short attention spans. Because of, and you talked about this, you brought it up 15 years ago when Twitter and all of that, mm-hmm. everything was just in short little spurts. Mm-hmm. 
and the inability to hold attention on something long. And we've brought that up when we've talked about baseball and why it might be dying if it is on our conversations about that. But TJ, if you are you self-admitted, say I have a short attention span, is it only a matter because, well, baseball is the exception because I've been conditioned to kind of watch a long game, three hours, 11 pitch at bats, foul ball, foul ball, foul ball, step off, throw to first, throw to first, foul ball, step off, throw to first. I mean, even, I mean, I love the game, but it can get tedious for me at times too. So how do you, if you say I'm a person with a short attention span and that's not good, that's not good for the sport of baseball. How do you then in a sense rise above it or still enjoy baseball? Well, you can, baseball is also a sport you can multitask while watching (laughs) because again, you're not really going to miss much. (laughs) You aren't. You, you might you might miss you know an at bat or two. You always can just replay it if you really want to go see it. Or oh, that's true. You can you know I spend half Mariner games that I watch just scrolling on Twitter anyways and seeing what other people are saying. So it's it again you can multitask. Yeah. So that that's yeah. what kind of we the short attention span is still there, but you're managing it. Do you gamble at all? Sports gambling. Uh, I've dabbled. Not okay. very good at it. Because people have said baseball actually. And the future of the sport could be dependent on the revenue streams produced by the binary world that baseball provides. Ball or strike, fair or foul, hit or home run. I mean, you can bet on three-pitch balls. You can bet. There's so many opportunities. Do you agree with that, TJ, from the fresh look standpoint? That that really, sports betting adds a whole other level of interest into what fantasy football does to football as well. You bring in a whole new market of people to purchase your product, watch your product, and having no interest really who wins or loses. But, I mean, unless you gamble on it, of course. But in fantasy football terms, if your player does well. Now, I think to the the Diamondbacks and in Phoenix, sports gambling is now legal in Phoenix. They have a sports book across the street from Chase Field. And they have one, I think, in Chase Field as well. Mm -hmm. And in Talking Stick Resort Arena where the Suns play. All the stigmas are going away. And people can bet on the game they're at. Correct. And trends within the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, I, it's you know it's a little sliver of Vegas right there wow. in the stadium, and it it will eventually ten years from now will be probably in every stadium. I have a question for both of you before we we break, and then we'll come we're, back with uh, Kafense. We should just go straight. Can in, we go to Kafense yeah, in a moment? Yeah. Okay, the receivers coach made available today after practice. TJ recorded it. So two quick questions, and we'll close with Kafense. One is the. I looked at I looked on digital, my digital content. I'm getting used to doing it that way. The Corvallis Gazette Times, I read digitally. I miss the, the tactile experience mm-hmm. of the paper yeah. in my hand. I miss it, but I, I don't want to miss the content of the GT I or word in line. So I I looked at baseball stats today for the first time in a long time. And I'm gonna ask both of you what player in the American League is flirting with, he's short in one category, the triple crown this year. Can well, you I know the answer. Show you hey? do know? Yeah. Oh, Show hey? No. Who? What is the it's answer? It's Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's right. Now, why do you, how do you and why is your fa- does your fandom extend to glancing at these things and having a feel for the fact that he has 46 homers? He leads the and that leads the league. He leads the league in batting average. He's only eight RBIs off the lead. So that's triple crown esque. I think it's fascinating. I'm a big numbers person, especially and especially when you dive into the advanced stats of. Vlad Guerrero Jr. He is just, he's 22 years old. He's a year younger than me. And he, he's doing that. Yeah. It's, it's really exceptional. And he's doing stuff his dad didn't even do right. really. 
he his dad never had this combination of discipline in the strike zone because Vlad Sr. was swung at everything. Vlad Jr. does not. He is as you know, as elite of a hitter as you can get at 22 years old. Another guy like Juan Soto, he's also 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's Juan Soto's been doing stuff this season that hasn't been seen since Barry Bonds. He's paying attention. Well, he he loves baseball. That's good. That's obvious. That's good. I've seen him. He follows it as much as we follow Oregon State. Now, Oregon State plays, final thing on the fresh look, Oregon State plays at USC. USC, the vaunted Trojans, 11 national titles. What is the fresh look from TJ about USC football? Well, they have to figure out a way to be number one in that market again. They have a lot more competition now. I mean, where, where would you rank USC football in the L.A. market right now? Well, it, it went down. Down. Down the Rams and the Chargers. The Lakers won. Or Lakers, Lakers Dodgers, Dodgers won. Lakers, Dodgers, Rams, Now Chargers. you have the Rams, Chargers. who are number one. Chargers, I, I don't really count the Chargers. I, I don't think L.A. really okay. ever embraced the Chargers. But those those three, Lakers, <laughs> even you might even throw the Clippers in there, too. They've right. been pretty good. Kings and Ducks. Yeah. It, it, look, look at the competition in the market. I mean, you need to have a – I think you have to have a face of that program who really sticks out. Well, not not like I heard you guys talking about PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck's a really good football coach, but is he going to grab the market? Well, I don't know that the coach has to be that that person. The Clay, wins who, will. Who was Clay Helton? The wins will. Pete Carroll did because he yeah. won. He wasn't a huge personality. He was good. He, he's good. I'm not so sure about combined with the with the wins though. He, I think his personality. We didn't know what they were. We had no idea. You scoffed and mocked to the higher. Pete I did. Carroll. Then, NFL retread coming from the Jets. NFL retread two and five when the Beavers played there in 2001. Yeah, got a significant win. I also mocked the Harbaugh hiring at Stanford. Was wrong about them both. Pete Carroll. Yeah, do you consider Carroll a personality in Seattle? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. He is the personality. Yeah. And so, are you saying that the SC needs? But they, when they got him, they didn't know they had him. Yeah. Oh no. And it might be an accident when you right. stumble into hiring this coach. The coach could be a really big personality, and you don't know because he's not coaching right. in Los Angeles. Right. It, it, it's something that you will need to see and almost maybe luck into if you right. if that is going to happen. I do think they stumbled into fourth choice Pete Carroll, and the rest was history. Yeah. Petros was very interesting today, Doc, about how Pete just said, I, I, I'm running this deal. If you don't, I'm, I'm out. I'm quitting. <laughs> That was well-framed in the for Rick Caruso coup with the Board of Trustees to finally get Helton fired. Petros was very good today. Let's close with a thought from receivers coach Kafense Hinson. TJ, talk to him after practice. Yeah, I mean, every week's a big week. I mean, this is a conference opener. I think our guys understand that. Uh, they're just excited that we got another football game. Uh, great program down at USC. Got a lot of guys from California. Uh, so we enjoy our trip every time we get a chance to go on the road and represent the university. In, in regards to the receivers, is every week kind of a blank slate at the start of the week in terms of you know, who's going to get playing time? Because it seems like we're seeing a different group of guys out there every week. Uh, yes and no. I mean, we, we do what we did in fall camp. So uh, a lot of those guys got reps during the fall in, in practice, and that carries over to the season. Uh, new guys emerge. Uh, sometimes you're setting stuff up that you've already done on tape. Um, so all of the above. How, how important is it to have a number one, a, a real number one receiver, a guy you can really go to like a Hodgins a couple of years ago? Is that really important or is, 
the depth here, does that make up for not having a true number one type guy? Yeah, I guess I look at it differently. I mean, every play is a job. And so every job, every, every job's got a description. And so to me, it's kind of play by play. Uh, you're a go, go-to guy relative to the play we call. And so there's some guys that can go out there and execute every play. And there's some guys that are, have certain plays. Um, I don't get caught up in one guy getting 80 touches. If that works out, great. It did with Isaiah. Um, but I think we got five or six go-to guys, depending on what play we're calling. So, um, so I, don't, I don't look at it like that, like a, a one, you know, a number one, I guess. It just depends on the job. Yeah. So um, Saturday, Champ Fleming's catch for the touchdown was, was one of the best catches I've seen this year. Talk about him, talk about the catch, but then also talk about what makes him a special wide receiver. Yeah, it was a good catch. It was a conversion, go ball. Uh, we've been wanting to get better at that. That was something last offseason we looked at and said we needed to do more of. Uh, we got some speed at receiver. Champ's one of those guys that can run. Um, and, and Champ's just awesome, man. He's a dog. He's a tough player. He's smart. He's been in the system now going on three, four years. Um, can play all three receiver spots. Uh, you know, he just happens to be 5'5", 140. But the dude's a really good player. He'd, he'd be a good player if he was 6'2". Um, so, no, I love Champ Fleming. I'm excited to coach him. And, uh, yeah, he's awesome. In, the, in regard to Harrison, um, at the end of last season, he had a couple of really good game plays, able to play. Where, where is he at now? Is he, is he back to that level? I mean, what he's, he's, he's out on the field. Somebody hasn't really had that those kind of breakout type games this year. Well, it's just all relative to targets, you know. Um, our offense is a progression-based offense. The ball finds you in the progression, and so. Uh, Treshawn's open sometimes we don't target him sometimes we do target him uh, I think he's the same player he was at the end of last year it's just a matter of number of targets he's getting um, and it's not not a knock on him I think he's a great player uh, I think he's one of many we got in the room um, and so yeah it kind of goes back to the question you asked me before I mean it just depends on the play we're running and if the ball finds you or not but we got a lot of those guys you feel like his talent over the course of the season it'll show up and over the course of the season you'll those big, big Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he made a big play against Hawaii at the end of the game on the go ball. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a really good player. We just, you know, when he gets his number called, we, we'll expect him to make the play. Um, like like all the guys we got. We got a lot of guys in that, that offensive group, whether it be Luke Musgrave, Tegan, uh, Trayvon, Trayshawn, Tyjon. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of good mouths to feed. And so, Can you um, have too many? No. <laughs> no. You, you can't have too many good players, I think. No. How do, you, how, how do you like, pardon me, how do you like the way Chance Nolan's throwing the ball to his receivers? Chance has been great, you know, kind of was steady, stayed the course, got an opportunity and, and has made the most of it and uh, is doing a really good job. And so our guys have faith in him. I got faith in him. Um, he's, been, he's been awesome. Kefense Henson, the wide receivers coach, made available. TJ gathered that, brought it back to us, gave us a fresh look. And we appreciated that. We'll mix in the cat with his own open and find a way to continue that as an ongoing feature. That's not your fault. You know, as he uh, attempts to help us reckon with and be reconciled to the modern age. (laughs) I just want to go back to 1960. I think he took us old guys to task today. And experience a win in the Coliseum. Who cares about it We'll see you tomorrow. Here's the microphone. This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio.